0: What's going on, Lindale Station listeners? We're coming at you with another episode, and today you are in for a treat as we talk about Black Friday shopping and the experience of all things that happen after Thanksgiving. Uh, and I say we, uh, this is something that Alan and I had talked about sharing together, but right now my co-host is not with me uh, with the way how holidays have worked out and how Us being in and out of the office and just being together, we couldn't get the time and the schedule to work out. So uh, flying solo on this, you get half of the speakers, but you get 100% of the podcast all today. So we're going to jump straight in to some good, some bad, and some ugly of Black Friday. So, Black Friday as the informal name given to the Friday that immediately follows Thanksgiving Day, and knowing that Thanksgiving is celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November, so that typically means that the fourth Friday of November is Black Friday, and that's a name that kind of, when we hear it, we associate it with lower prices, we associate it with long lines, Maybe we associate it with great deals, or it's just the start to our Christmas shopping season. Um, and from what I've been able to, to research and discover is that this tracks all the way back to the 1950s, but the actual phrase itself, Black Friday, didn't become uh, a, such a widely used term until the more recent decades. And that's when global retailers on, yes, a US holiday, but global retailers adopted the term and the date and they market their holiday sales and so you crack open the newspaper and there's all these things that say Black Friday sale and then Black Friday even continued to grow and grow and grow um, outside of the confines of just a Friday. Even though it's not an official holiday, uh, tons and tons of states and schools give folks that Friday off um, not to recover from a turkey coma but to go spend what money they do have in their pockets to get ready for the holiday season. And so we're going to kind of, I'm going to jump in, share, share some stories, and then we're going to kind of talk about uh, what does Black Friday look like for us as believers, uh, for us as the church. So that's kind of the rundown for there. So I thoroughly enjoy Black Friday shopping. Um, But I'm also looking forward to the fact that with all things that have happened this year with COVID that stores are not opening on Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember when I was younger, middle school, and even the beginning of high school where we would have Thanksgiving dinner at four or five in the afternoon, take a small nap afterwards, get up and then head to the stores. Uh, Maybe the stores are opening at five in the morning on Friday and then it started opening at two in the morning and then all of a sudden it's midnight releases And then that 10 p.m. window and the fact that Black Friday has worked its way all the way up until 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. That Black Friday, I want to say the last two years, I've finished my Black Friday shopping and I was back home before the 8 o'clock NFL kickoff game. I could have done all my Black Friday shopping and still made it back for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, which is rather impressive, but also really scary when you think about it. So then I started to dwell on some of the memories of Black Friday. Uh, I remember, uh, Toys R Us. If you've ever had the pleasure or displeasure of going to Toys R Us on Black Friday, it is a complete nightmare. Uh, you feel like you're, like, almost herded like cattle. You go up and down every single aisle, and if there's something you want, you better grab it and put it in your cart, because there's no going back. And I went with my mom, we were looking for uh, these things called the Zuzu Pets. They were little motorized electronic hamsters that you push a button on its nose and it just scoots around. And typically you'd put it like on a track and it would follow around or you could like let it run in your hand. Um, these things later were recalled because kids would put them and it would grab their hair and pull it out. You gotta love a good kid's toy that just pulls hair. But they were selling for like seven or eight dollars a piece. Cutest little things in the world. All the kids wanted them. And it was rumored that Toys R Us was supposed to have a couple hundred and they were going to sell one or two. And so we got in line, and I'm pretty sure I counted like 500 people online. And every last one of them were coming to get a stupid battery hamster. Um, Where at the end of the day, you buy all the toys and gizmos and attachments and accessories and you end up spending $200 for a fake hamster where you could have spent about $45 at PetSmart, gotten a real one and it lasted about the same amount of time in your house. Um, So I I hear Black Friday and that's one of the first memories that sticks out in my head of these Zuzu Pets and then also I start reminiscing and thinking about $20 boots at Belk Um, and all of that starts to give like that negative, that nasty sour taste, because those are things that people fight and argue over. Uh, there was the Tickle Me Elmo, there was the Furby. All of this stuff is the greed side of things that people really dug into. But then you have the the lighter side of things. Like I don't know how many people are ever busting down the door to get in at PetSmart or Petco on Black Friday, but man they sell giant boxes of milk bones. You can get like a 10 pound box for like $5. And the look on my dog's face when I come home with a 10 pound box of bones, it, it made the entire trip worth it. And so then I get this weird up and down, like seesaw effect of the, the ugly side of Black Friday where I'm gonna, I wanna shun it and put it away. And then I get the positive side where it's like, man, I just got a killer deal it is worth my time. But then I think, you know, there there's not all bads, and it's not all about shopping when it comes to Black Friday. Um, when I was in high school, there was a Dwarf House, which is very much like Truett's, that um, I believe just like here in Rome at one point we had, when it was called Dwarf House, there was the, uh, the buffet side. And I remember high school me went in on Black Friday and I'm pretty sure I ate my weight in chicken biscuit patties. Those little chicken fillets that go in the biscuit. Um, I had that and probably multiple gallons of sweet tea. And just putting it back and putting it back. And even after having such a large Thanksgiving meal. And so I think, like, that's a good Black Friday memory. Or the time when Hannah and I, I'm pretty sure I went to Target to get an Xbox and some Pyrex. And... We sat out on the curb for an hour and a half just because those are things that I wanted to get for myself, that personal gain. But we had some great laughs. Um, Black Friday is a fantastic opportunity to do some people watching. And they're always the most unusual people, and there's also the most normal people. But it is still fun as can be Like to get a bag of popcorn and just sit back and watch people shop. Like You don't even have to have money for that. Well, maybe you do for the popcorn. But, um, all of this being said, Black Friday, for each family, has its own significance or memories. Maybe it's going to Walmart. Maybe it's fighting the lines. Maybe at the end of the day, it's now become online shopping. The fact that most places have provided at least half of their Black Friday deals as online options through the entire month of November, it really does help with the folks going to stores, which is much needed for this year and all things that are there. But it also, it kind of puts us back with our families. I'd much rather be able to do my Christmas shopping from my computer, get all those deals a week before Thanksgiving, and then I can really just focus on the family on Thanksgiving Day. So in thinking of this and looking at scripture and trying to figure out what does Black Friday look like for us, uh, ultimately it it ends up being like a sense of greed and a sense of putting priority on things. And there are multiple accounts through scripture that uh, we're told not to, to focus on money so we're going to look today in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 12, and so uh, specifically honing in at verse 15, but looking at the context around it. So in verse 15, this right here, it's a—it's from the parable of the rich fool. Uh, verse 15, it says, he then told them, watch out and be on guard against greed, because one's life is is not in the abundance of his possessions. So as I say this, this is in no way intended to say that if you are a Black Friday shopper, um, you're putting your possessions first, okay? I am not calling you a sinner for shopping on Black Friday. I'm not calling it evil. Uh, Just know that there is where our focus lies, When we leave Thanksgiving and we leave the family and we leave behind the thankfulness to go and stand in line to try and get that deal, we have to also ask ourselves what our heart is doing. So as I look at that, I see it says, watch out and be on guard against all greed, because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. Um, Let's take that and zoom out. Let's look at this whole parable. So it starts in verse 13 and goes through verse 21. Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So someone is yelling out to Jesus, and he's like, Hey, I need you to tell my brother that we need to split this money in half. We need to split this land in half. And uh, he goes, Friend, he said to him, Who appointed me to judge or arbitrate over you? And we go from here. He then told them, watch out, be on guard against all greed, because one's life is not the abundance of his possessions. And then he told them a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do, since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? I will do this, he said. I'm going to tear down my barns, and I'm going to build bigger ones, and store all my grain and all my goods in there. And then I'll say to myself, you have so many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy, eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But then God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. As we look at this, these guys are yelling out from the crowd and saying, "Hey, Jesus! Like, can you you come over here and you you help us split up this money?" And Jesus looks at him and he goes, "There are much bigger things to worry about than who has what possessions." And so, as we look at this parable, um, a rich man's land was very productive. 2020 has really showed us almost what really matters. Um, we get upset and we're, we're frustrated when we can't see our family members, when the normalcy of Thanksgiving is taken away from us. When we look at all of this that's right here, Black Friday tends to get us to think like the farmer, that if we want more, we have to tear down what we have, get rid of what we have, and focus on getting more and more and more, so we can store up all this this grain, all the goods there, and then we're going to be happy. We're only going to be happy. We're only going to be able to to take it easy and enjoy ourselves if we've got more. And that's when God calls us out, calls out to us, and literally says right here. He goes the two words, "You fool!" The very night your life is demanded of you. And the things you've prepared, whose will they be? At the end of the day, we can have the, the extra boots. We can have the bigger TV. We can have all the goods and all the pieces that are there. But when we die, that's still going to be there. The things that we, we can't leave behind, though, is more time with our families. More time focused and loving God. More time sharing His word. When we die, our TV, it's just going to sit there on the wall. It's not going to make another disciple. It says right here, that's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. In no way is Black Friday wrong and evil. There's all, there's good in everything. But 2020 has showed us what we really desire. We want that time with our families. We want, we want the normalcy to it. So let 2020 also show us something. As stores are now closed on Thanksgiving and some of them aren't even opening up, maybe that's a, it's a, special, it's a special deal that we've gotten. We've unlocked that secret coupon and that's to f- refocus our attention. Refocus ourselves. So instead of being rich in those goods, be rich in Christ. Take this scripture, be on guard against the greed. If you got to get yourself a a new pair of shoes and it's on sale, buy it. If you're doing some holiday shopping for the family, absolutely do that. But take the opportunity to spend time with your folks. Take the opportunity to to dwell on the positives and the, the happy thoughts, the blessing that was given to us. And that is of Thanksgiving. I know this might this may be a little rambly. It may have gone on. I hope that this point has, has settled with you. Like I said, Black Friday is a fun holiday. Put in quotations. But at the end of the day, the Lord is still sovereign. He's still number one. And he warrants all of our focus. He warrants our attention. I love you guys. And that's my challenge for you. Is even though we can... We have this holiday. We have this opportunity. Let's make sure we keep our eyes focused on Christ. I'll catch you next week, guys. We're jumping into some fun December Christmas-themed Lindale Station podcast. Uh, We've got some one week we're talking about reindeer. One week we are doing a Christmas movie draft with our whole staff. So be on the lookout for that. And so many more other things as we, uh, we hone in on the holidays. We love you so much. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Maybe uh, you found yourself a good deal on Black Friday. But at the end of the day, we focused our attention on Christ. We'll catch you next week, guys. See ya.